welcome back to the Snack Bar Podcast. I'm Justin. And I'm Dino. We're here. We're recording at Dino's house. Um, this is the first of a series of like uh, guest episodes that we'll probably be doing, um, where we'll go over different shit than what we normally do on the podcast. Um, so right now we're going to review My Neighbor Totoro, uh, which is a Studio Ghibli film. It was uh, directed by Hayao Miyazaki, which he basically... If, Dino also... Actually, you know what? Let me slow down. We're going to do My Neighbor Totoro. We'll go into it in a minute. But Dino, you don't really watch manga or read manga or watch anime ever, pretty much, right? No. I'm almost averse to it, you would say. <laughs> um, well, uh, the thing about Studio Ghibli films is there's like other producers, I'm sure. But like Miyazaki is the main guy who produces like all the ones that everybody knows. Yeah. And um, this is like one of the most popular ones, I'm pretty sure. Uh, it seems to be. I mean, you've definitely heard of it outside yes, of. Yes, I've uh, heard of it referenced definitely um, by other media mm-hmm. and seen Totoro for like the the figure, the, the guy, the, yeah, the, exactly. The I don't know exactly what it's based off of, but it's some sort of like spirit of the forest. And you know, it's funny. Um, in my day job, uh, I see so many people with like little glass figurines of Totoro everywhere. Oh wow! Like they have all the different sized ones, and they're just all randomly over the house. I'm like, I wonder why. You know, I've probably seen that too, and just assumed it was like from Avatar or something. Yeah, like that. Like, he does look like Momo from Avatar, right? A little bit. Who like I did watch. Like I had an ex that watched Avatar, and I would watch it with her, something mm-hmm. like passively, kind of. Yeah, and I enjoyed it. So that's that's like. Probably the closest I ever came to watching something like Totoro. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, excuse me. Um, Avatar is not anime. Oh, all right. right. <laughs> Our friend Danny will that's that's how tell far you that. from it I am. <laughs> right, there you go. Avatar is American. Right. Um. Anyway, so um. But have you ever like even when you were younger, like on Cartoon Network, they used to have something called Tsunami. You remember that? Nope. I was a Nickelodeon guy. Okay. So. I'm trying to think. Nickelodeon had Dragon Ball for a little, but I think you were way older at that point when they had it. I didn't like Dragon Ball. I loved Pokemon. Pokemon, yeah, yeah. that's an anime. That's yeah. definitely an anime. Yeah. So, yeah, that's every uh, American person's introduction to anime. Yeah. It's either Pokemon or Dragon Ball. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> All my friends that I play basketball with are obsessed with Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. Obsessed. It's like when you're into sports, like Dragon Ball is a good uh, manga or anime to be obsessed with because it's all about him training. Like he literally starts as a little kid who doesn't know anything. He trains to be the strongest person ever. Uh And just he keeps going up and up and up. I've never had that explained to me and it does make sense. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a really big like sports one. Naruto too because there's one part in Naruto where this guy like is about to like he can't use any powers. He can only use fighting. And this guy with these sand powers is about to beat him. And then he goes up and he has weights on his body and he lets them go and they like explode on the ground and then he goes super fast. <laughs> and every athlete's like, that's me. It's like that- a baseball player <laughs> taking the donut off the bat. Exactly. Literally. Um, but so, yes. Yeah, so like I'm saying, we're going to talk about My Neighbor Totoro. It's directed by Miyazaki. Um, I don't know if this is the first one. Uh, you know what? Actually, I know. For Wait, fa- he did Spirited Away too. Right? Yes. So I think. The same way I passively watched Avatar, I saw that too. Spirited Away, yeah. Um, you know, I've seen Spirited Away, but I haven't really paid attention because I don't know why. I haven't. I, I got to go back to it. We'll probably. I'll do an episode on it eventually. So, I just have a terrible memory, so <laughs> I I would have to see it again anyway. Also, it's as though I hadn't seen it. It's uh, it's about like a a girl and a dragon. That's what I remember. <laughs> Sounds good. But uh, so this movie came out in 1988, and I know it's not the first one because we've actually reviewed the first one, which is Nausicaa. But um, it's uh, excuse me, written and directed by Miyazaki, produced by Toraharu, and animated by Studio Ghibli, as we knew. Um, and it premiered along Grave of the Fireflies um, as a double feature in uh, April of 1988, specifically April 16th. And Grave of the Fireflies is like a really depressing one, from what I understand. Like it's uh, it's like uh, some of these movies, a lot of these movies, they deal with like environmental issues. And I think Grave of the Fireflies is more kind of like a direct story about like heartbreak or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so it takes place in uh, Tokorozawa City, uh, Saitama Prefecture, which uh, in Japan everything's named Prefecture instead of like a, a town. Province. Or, yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, which is basically like this weird town um, that's like outside of any type of city. And uh, they have like rice fields. And uh, there's a guy. His name is uh, <clears throat> Tatsuo Kusakabe. 
uh, and he's a professor, and him and his two daughters, Satsuki and Mai, are uh, moving into an old house in the country. Um, and the reason why they're moving into this house is because, and they don't really explain this to you in the movie until like way later. So mm-hmm. it's funny that it comes up in the synopsis so quickly, but they're moving into this house in the country because they want to be closer to the hospital where their mom, who is named uh, Yosuko, is recovering from a long-term illness. It wasn't clear that it was long-term either, right? Well, like, you know. It was weird. Like, it, it was like, what does she have? Like, she, you know. But I guess it was supposed to be abstract. Like I think it's because, like, we're supposed to be from the pers- um, the uh, perspective of the little kids that they didn't want to, like, let us know, like, yeah, that yeah. it wasn't, that it was long-term, basically. Right, right. Interesting. Um, so, Satsuki is, like, the older one, and she's kind of, like, a little, like, uh, she's, like, a leader, you know? Like, everything that they do, she she leads. And then her little sister, Mai, who's, like, or it's uh, it's May or Mai. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's May, actually. Um, May is, like, the immature one. She's, like, probably three years old, right? I think they said that at some point. And uh, she is always making weird faces. She's the typical little girl. It's pretty funny. She's she's the most endearing character for sure. <laughs> like she reminded me of DW from Arthur. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly like DW and, just like, and kind of a troublemaker, but like just out of a spirit of like you know just like little kid innocence mm-hmm. and exploration. Yeah, and Satsuki is like uh, Arthur basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So they walk in, and uh, the dad is like a weird guy. He's like so weird. He's he's just like being like. Uh, it, it's almost like he's being passive aggressive the whole time, even though he isn't. It's like passive uh, dadness, I yeah. guess. Um, and they're like, they're like looking around the house. They're like, oh my god, this place might be haunted. He's like, perfect. I've always wanted to live in a haunted house. <laughs> yeah, that came off to me like kind of ahead of its time, uh, like sarcastic humor. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, like, is that what Japanese people are known? For, like, you know, I will say that a lot of anime has like a tongue in cheek, like, uh, it they really are sarcastic sometimes. Uh-huh. So it's, it, you, you know, you should, um, you should dive in sometime. <laughs> I'm getting there. Yeah. Imagine, like, after this, you're like, I've watched every Studio Ghibli movie, <laughs> The Way Grew the Firefly. But I say that in, in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, they walk in and, uh, they go to this back. Um, room in the house which is basically we find out to be the bathroom and when they walk in there's all these like little things they kind of look like Mario characters but they we ultimately figure out that they're called soot sprites um, and they are like little black pieces of dust with like bright eyes and when they open the door they just run out of uh, uh, the room and I remember we were watching it and you were like man uh, it must smell crazy in there yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it looked like a product of dampness. Or <laughs> yeah, it's mold, basically, yeah. right? They're like, <laughs> yeah. wow, it's soot sprites. Let's play with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they wonder why everybody in that town is calling their lady Granny. Um, <laughs> so, um... There was something interesting about the soot sprites where, uh, it w- again, it wasn't really clear if they were evil or, or like, because they yeah. were... It, w- it was kind of a... Um, duality presentation like a um uh yin and yang yeah like Like uh, you didn't know like what they were supposed to be interpreted as but it's funny and that's that represents childhood whimsy and wonder it's funny because in america we're like yeah santa and the tooth fairy but like there they're like nature and like uh like soot sprites and like little house gremlins and stuff like that yeah so and that could stay with you longer too than something because it's more real yeah yeah i mean honestly like having childlike wonder is basically like seeing all this shit anyway you know what i mean like you eventually just grow out of childlike wonder and then i guess you don't see soot sprites or totoro anymore yeah um so they they find them uh they walk into that room they immediately like disperse um and the girls can see them but their dad can't because of childlike wonder um however this lady walks in and she's just this older woman i don't even know if they really said her name but they were like her dad, which it, it's such a Japanese thing, but when we're watching the dub, even hearing them say it in English is hilarious. They're like, oh, um, this lady said that you guys can call her granny. And they're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's a little rude, no? Um, so she explains that, like, they live in an old empty house. And uh, I'm sorry, the soot sprites, they live in an old empty house and they cover the place with dirt. And then when a family moves in the house, they move out and find a new home. Right. Uh, sounds a little bit like Santa. Just saying. 
Um, so then they all like start um, emptying the boxes, you know, like uh, bringing the furniture in. They're cleaning, and um, later on, which I didn't even know this, the guy, the kid that comes by is apparently Granny's grandson. Makes yeah. sense. Okay. Um, I might have missed that. Uh, he comes by. His name is Kanta, and he comes by with a basket. But he kind of like does the little boy thing where he just like gives the basket. And he's like doesn't <laughs> talk. Yeah. yeah, and they're like, "What's your name?" And he just like looks robotic, walks away. Yeah, <laughs> he might be a little bit on a certain <laughs> spectrum. <laughs> it's it's a you know the surprise might have got to him, but uh, to me, I think it was trying to portray like the um you know more of that like puberty like mm-hmm. you know like uh like uh like confused. the kid had to open up basically uh-huh. like he had a because it it didn't stay like that like mm-hmm. he eventually talked like it it, it definitely like became that to me once he did eventually talk it was like oh okay so it's not just like he's like some gimmick character that can't speak yeah exactly he was a human being that yeah (laughs) uh it's it is pretty funny honestly um so when they girl when the girls become comfortable in their new house they start to laugh at their dad and uh you see like the house it pulls away and then like the soot sprites are like leaving through um the attic and also there was one part where um mai and uh satsuki had to like find the attic and they go up into the attic and they see a bunch of soot sprites and they leave but one gets caught and then mai goes over to it and kind of like catches it in her hand right but when she goes to show them it's all just like dust because they're not real mm-hmm. so yeah that, was, that part was uh, pretty cool um so then right after that they go to visit the hospital um, this is where they kind of like float the idea. And at first, like we didn't even know, like we just, I, I thought they were just like a one parent family. Right. Which is uh, pretty cool in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> so they go to visit their mom and, uh, they say that she's improving and that she might be able to come home in the next two weeks. Pretty nice. Um, so then they're telling her all about the house and like one important part of it is that her mother is like brushing her hair the whole time, which I, we're not girls, so we don't get it. But I think that's like <laughs> some type of bonding thing between a mother and a daughter. Yes. Um, or it could be extremely traumatic in my sister's case. <laughs> oh my God. She's a scream bloody murder. Oh yeah. God. Well, when you have thick hair, um, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. My mic is being a little weird. Uh, when you have thick hair, um, it hurts. Exactly. Yeah. Like even trying to brush my hair is a little hard for me and my hair's not even that thick. It just hurts. <laughs> um. So yeah, her mom is like brushing her hair, and then Mai is like, "Hey, I want to, I want to turn. It's not fair." And then uh, she's like, "You wait, you wait." <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, they go on, they go on. They tell him about the haunted house, and she's like, "She's like, mom, like, if the house is haunted, would you still come home?" And then she was like, "Yeah, of course." And then she was like, "Good," because Mai was worried you wouldn't come home, and uh-huh. then she's like pouting in the corner, like it's just a nice moment to show like these people are really upset like about their mom not being there. And of yeah. course, and I remember those fears that like I would tell my parents years later that I had such fears, and they would be like they would have no idea that my head was even there, uh-huh. you know, and yeah, like, yeah, that's probably how the mom felt like exactly exactly no it's it's really funny with little kids because they're always like concerned about something that you wouldn't even know if they never said it, right, yeah. Even, like, me as a little kid, I'm, like, not that I feel like I'm still, like, a little kid, but I feel like I almost had the same level of consciousness, like, when I was younger. Same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, but, yeah, then they, they leave the hospital, and um, the next day, Satsuki is going to start school. So they wake up, and we see them get to make breakfast. That's, like, a thing they do in, like, every Ghibli movie. They, they show them making breakfast. Mm-hmm. And it looks good. It always looks good. <laughs> um and then, like, uh, this girl comes by named uh, Michiko, and she's like, Satsuki, come on. And they're like, all right, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they make her a lunch, too. Like, And this part, actually, it's uh, it's interesting because, like, they want the little girl to feel included, and especially because her mom's not there to, like, just, like, occupy her time all day. Right. So they make a lunch for Satsuki and the dad and then also make her one. And then Satsuki leaves, and the dad... Um, who they didn't really say was a professor at the time. Because I was right. like, what the hell is he doing? Like, reading? <laughs> yeah. That's his job. Um, he's great in papers. And then literally, like, two minutes later, Maya's like, is it lunchtime yet? He's like, we just <laughs> ate breakfast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, Satsuki's at school. Mai goes off to explore. And um, while she's... It's only, like, a, maybe, like, 100 feet away. I don't even know. Not 100 feet away. Maybe, like, 20 feet away. She's, like, looking... Um, around and she sees these two like translucent like rabbits 
just kind of like uh, hopping along. And she follows, um, like she sees their ears in the grass and she follows them into the grass. And uh, they keep going, they go, and they end up going under the house. And when she gets under the house, she sees um, these two, like, again, white rabbits. But now instead of being clear, they're like completely like, uh, like you, they're there. You can touch them probably. Right. Um, and she follows them through like this, like big patch of like, um, like forest into the, the hollow of like a really big tree. And there she meets the title Totoro. Um, but we don't know he's called Totoro yet. We'll figure out why he's called Totoro in a minute, but she ends up coming through. It's like a big slide. I'm pretty sure that she ends up falling through. And then once she gets out on the other side, she ends up on Totoro's stomach and Totoro, like, if you don't know, like, if you don't, if you haven't watched the movie, go watch the movie. Don't listen to this. But if you don't know, Totoro looks like Snorlax, kind of. Like, he's just, like, yeah. this big thing that's sleeping. And she's kind of, like, you know, little girls are, like, obsessed with animals and, like, teddy bears and shit. So she's, like, really excited. And uh, she goes up to him and she's, like, what's your name? Like, after she wakes him up. And uh, he, like, breathes out in a certain way yeah. that kind of sounds like Totoro and she's like Totoro mm-hmm. and then he does it again she's like your name's Totoro <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is kind of funny at like he's probably like my name's Mike <laughs> <laughs> Totoro no, like, Totoro means like go away annoying little bitch like, <laughs> <laughs> get off of me <laughs> um so <laughs> so she uh she falls asleep on top of him, which I thought was kind of funny too. It's like she's so tired just from like being excited. Yeah. She just falls asleep. <laughs> and um when they they Satsuki ends up coming home and she's like, Hey, where's my? And the dad's like, I don't know. I've I haven't been paying attention all day. Yeah. I, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> we live in a haunted house. I was hope she was dead. Um and they go to look for her and then they end up finding her, but instead of being asleep on top of Totoro, she's like asleep in the middle of like a grass like Brambles, uh, yeah, exactly. And they also find her like hat, I think, on the way too. Right. And didn't they find her shoe in the? No, that's later. Okay. I think. Yeah, yeah. That part was a. Uh... <laughs> but um. Anyway, uh, when she wakes them up, when he wakes Mai up, she's like, "I met this guy named Totoro. Like, you guys got to believe me." And she tries to show them, like, when she runs through the grass, that she'll come out. Uh, that she'll go into there. But when she runs through the grass, she just ends up coming out on the other side of the grass. And they kind of just all laugh at her. <laughs> uh, and her father is like, yeah, well, she's like, I don't know. Like, it was right through here. And he's like, it's probably not showing up because they don't want it to show up now. And he's like, uh, it's probably the spirit of the forest and that he'll reveal himself when he wants to, essentially. Um, and then when they find the tree that, that she went into, finally, um, the hole was gone. So she couldn't get into it anymore. Mm-hmm. And Satsuki's, like, a little upset because she's, like, I want to see him. Like, that's not fair. <laughs> and then her dad's, like, if you're lucky, you'll see him. Um, so one day uh, they end up leaving Mai with uh, Kanta's parents and Granny because I guess they don't do anything all day because <laughs> they're kind of like farmers, you know, so I guess they don't have to go to school right. or, like, do anything besides sit there. So... um. Mai is there and she like won't stop crying and then eventually they go to the school and uh it's really funny like Satsuki's sitting there and she's like she looks over and she sees Mai with granny at like the gate of the school and she's like excuse me and the teacher's like yeah and she's like uh my sister's over there and everybody's like her sister (laughs) and they all run to the window as if it's just not a baby (laughs) but that's honestly like when i went to catholic school like that like small catholic school little things like that would be exciting anything that disrupts the class yeah that's what was weird about (laughs) 9-11 like literally me and my friends were like making jokes like Oh, I want to get pulled out. What? I want a dentist appointment. What? Everybody's going to the dentist on the same day. Oh my like, god! <laughs> we were we were like making like I was in fifth grade. We were making like yeah. jokes. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, hey, that's until, honestly like you don't know. Until we actually all got called out of school. But, yeah, yeah, I was just um I was listening to a podcast called Kill Tony. You guys should listen to right before this. And there was some guy telling a joke, and he was like, he's like, it's crazy. Like nine eleven was a long time ago, but like 
uh, we were like this close to having like a Snapchat 9-11. And he was like, he was telling jokes, but it's like where people had like Instagram. Like imagine people on the plane, like, or like in New York oh City my, had Instagram. Yeah. Like how crazy oh would that have been? God. Yeah. And he was like, his whole joke was that it wasn't in HD. Yeah. Which is, it's just crazy. Like it really was like two seconds away from having like, I was thinking about it. And I'm like, it probably not like, not to be like Mark Wahlberg, but like it probably would have never happened in that case because everything would have yeah, been like a yeah. little more trackable. Yeah. And like, it's a part of the reason why everything's more trackable. Yeah. But still like, it's a, it's a crazy concept. Anyway. Yeah. 9-11. No. <laughs> but you know, anything that distracts the class. Yes. As you were saying, yes. is a uh, a welcome little interruption that it's gonna like draw it draws out an excitement from the kids that they wouldn't have in any other circumstance. Exactly, they're like, as long as you don't have to learn what a shape is called, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, there's nowhere funnier for a fart than church <laughs> or class, honestly, right? Yeah. But um, so they're like, oh my god, her sister, and you know, whatever. So they bring her into the class because Granny's like, she won't stop crying unless she's with you. And Mai's like, fine. I mean, uh, Satsuki's like, fine. So she's sitting there, and she's like, coloring. And everybody's like, what are you drawing? What are you drawing? And Satsuki's like, Mai, can you stop? <laughs> uh, you know, and whatever. It's just like a little, she's just a little embarrassed, but it's not that big of a deal. So at the end of the day, it starts to rain. And um, they try to run, because I guess they don't have an umbrella. Um, which is interesting that their dad wouldn't send them with an umbrella. Uh, and they run, and then my like trips, and like she she felt pretty bad, and she got mud all over herself. But at least she didn't like have a messed up face. <laughs> and they go over to like this little Buddhist temple that I guess is on like a lot of the corners over there, and they're waiting there in the rain uh, until it lightens up. But it doesn't seem like it's gonna lighten up essentially. Uh, and this is where that guy Kanta, like the little kid, the captain kid, he develops more of his character because he comes over to them and sees that they're waiting in the uh rain and he gives them their his umbrella and yeah. then like runs home in the rain yeah which is pretty nice and you know like it came off as like he liked uh satsuki yeah um she uh i think that like a lot of the time like they kind of like go through it they don't go through it at the end in these ghibli movies to show you like how the romance goes because they shouldn't like these are little yeah, kids little but kid. you could assume that like they're gonna grow up and they'll yeah, probably like be together implied. Yeah, but so it's a pretty nice moment. Um and they walk home because they're uh, they're pretty happy. And at home, Satsuki's like doing her homework and Mai is just like sitting there coloring. And and eventually they were like, "Okay, like our dad's going to be like coming through on the bus." Which is so funny. They have phones, they have buses. Like what time is it? You know what I mean? <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. Like I, that's what I feel a lot, a lot that about. That makes me feel like it's hyper realistic because like it's it it doesn't uh, lend it's, itself to such like, or I don't know. Well, it's the fifties, but like for us, it's so unimaginable because we're like the like. How could you have a city? How could you have rice fields? A, a bus ride outside of the city? Yeah, I know? guess from having seen rice fields in person from a bus, you know, from yeah, a, yeah. a highway, from a from a uh, crazy technology light speed rail. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, honestly, there were probably like Staten Island in the 1950s, like probably wasn't like there were probably areas of it that were like, you know, just straight up farmland. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. And like uh, Bayonne. <laughs> yeah. You're telling me that wasn't a farm. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, they figure out that he's going to be like getting home f- from work soon. And they're like, oh, we should bring him like uh, <clears throat> they should uh, bring him an umbrella also. Right. Because yeah. they didn't know it was going to rain. So they stopped by Conta's house first to return his umbrella. And his mom is like, oh, finally, he did something nice. <laughs> no wonder he was wet. Like, she's basically just, like, shitting all over him, uh-huh. which is, you know, whatever. Uh, and then after that, they're like, all right, see you later. And they're like, all right, go off, little girls, into the rain in the night, whatever. <laughs> um, so they go to the bus stop, and they're waiting. But, like, a bus comes, and it's not the bus. And it, the bus their dad's supposed to be on, but he's not on it. Right. And then they start to kind of, like, be like, all right, I guess we'll wait a little longer. Like, you know, we're just sitting here and not really doing anything. Um, and Satsuki asks Mai if she wants to like go away to Granny's house instead of uh, waiting here, but she says no. And uh, they kind of like are waiting there for a while, and they start to get worried. And then like even Mai starts to like uh, fall asleep, and she's sitting there sleeping. And as she's falling asleep, all of a sudden Totoro appears next to them. Right, which is is it's pretty cool how they like uh, put him in and out. It was an epic moment. Yeah. <laughs> Top ten anime <laughs> epic moments. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I felt something. 
Yeah, the way Totoro appeared right there, that was a no. It was like Disney magic, like Mm -hmm. you know, like a Mickey Mouse quality, like yeah, like you know, and Pokemon because he only says (laughs) Totoro. Totoro. (laughs) Well, they presumed his name Totoro, I guess, because of that. But it does remind me of kind of like a Lilo and Stitch Mm -hmm. or something like that. You know, it's kind of like a little bit of like the the love between like monster and human, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, Totoro appears and this is the first time Sasuke's ever seen him. So she's like, oh my God, like, are you Totoro? And, uh, he's sitting there and like, it's funny because the rain is hitting them and he has like a leaf over his head instead of an umbrella and, or it's just on his head and, but it keeps hitting his nose. Like the water will fall into the leaf and then just hits his nose and makes like the sound Mm -hmm, over and over again. Also iconic. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, so... Satsuki like gives him an umbrella the one that they brought for the father and he like uh sees how the umbrella works and he starts freaking out yeah <laughs> and like it's because he what happens is yeah exactly like his ears are under the umbrella in a weird way where the when the water hits his ears start to like shake it's like he's being tickled or something <laughs> so he does like a really big jump and like a ton of water comes down and he like freaks out <laughs> um and then he when once he does that he screams and then Mai wakes up and all of a sudden the rain stops, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. So they're waiting for the bus. They're waiting for the bus, but Totoro's like looking around and he's like, hmm. And then he calls something and all of a sudden this giant bus that looks like a cat comes. Yeah. And it's funny because in this thing it says, bus shaped giant cat known as cat bus. <laughs> Could have thought that. Um. So he gives them a little like um bundle, even though they don't know what's in it yet. It's like a little gift from him. And uh, Totoro goes on the bus and takes the umbrella with him. Yes. Kind of fucked up, Totoro. Have, what's their, <laughs> well, I guess the rain stopped, but like that's their dad's umbrella. And they already gave Kanta's back. So um, so Satsuki's like freaking out. and uh, But she's also a little worried about the umbrella, which is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And then right as the, that happens, their, dad bus, their dad's bus uh, shows up. And he's like, oh, the, the train was crowded. I had to wait for the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, so then they tell him what happened and he's like, cool. <laughs> he's like, Totoro. Yeah. That guy you keep seeing without me. That's, that's really cool. I hope he's actually the spirit of the forest, which actually is Rugrats. Like how Rugrats would see Reptar. Yeah. 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 Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, it's so funny. So, um, Satsuki is like writing a letter to her mom and she's like telling, um, everything that happened that day and she's uh and then they go home but like it kind of shows her mom reading the letter i'm pretty sure and she's like i'm glad she's happy you know and then back home they plant seeds um outside because they want to grow a tree and it's the seeds that totoro gave them in that little bundle which was revealed to be seeds um so they really they want to plant a tree and it's kind of just like um planting a tree it's like really symbolic because it's there forever yeah so it's like you plant a tree like you start like a long ass life essentially mm-hmm. um and they plant the seeds but it's it's only been like a few days and they're watching it and it's just not growing so they uh <clears throat> excuse me the they're sleeping a few days later and they wake up and they look outside and they see uh, Totoro and like two mini versions of Totoro like dancing around their garden <laughs> and then they run out and they start dancing with them too and Totoro has the umbrella again mm-hmm. and uh, they start dancing and as they're dancing the seeds start to like sprout and then as they start to sprout they grow into like a gigantic tree like mm-hmm. it, it immediately grows uh, and him the mini ones and um, the Satsuki and Mai end up going for like a gigantic uh they end up flying on like a magical flying top you know you remember that part he like pulls out like a like a uh like a spinning top yeah 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 and he's he runs around he, he picks them up and they start flying <laughs> and uh, they become the wind blowing across the lawn which is pretty nice like mm-hmm. i just love like all the spiritual references and i think we've done princess mononoke on this and i i do believe that this this movie is like the PG version of Princess Mononoke, mm-hmm. where Princess Mononoke is more like a war over like preserving the spirit of of the forest, right. and this movie is more like showing how kids will relate to the spirit of the forest. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so yeah, they become the wind, and then Totoro plays a flute. Oh, I'm sorry. Then they play a flute that Totoro gives them from the tree. And then in the morning, the tree's gone, but the seeds have uh, sprouted a little bit more. So that means that the uh, the tree is actually growing, and they weren't dreaming like they thought they were. <laughs> um. All right. So uh, a little bit later, the girls are helping Granny harvest some vegetables, and uh, they're talking about, like, going to visit their mom and, like, bringing her corn. And it, this is the part where Granny, like, pisses me off a little bit because she's kind of like, I'm sure if you bring the corn, your mom will get all better. And I'm like, come <laughs> on, lady. Like, seriously? Like, it, it's <laughs> – why would you even say that? Like, <laughs> this kid has clearly a one-track mind, and you're going to put that in her head? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I think it was probably more to give um, the kids, like, uh, some form of, like, uh, something to rebel against or push through over. Like, you know, even though the parents didn't get it or the the, mm-hmm. the elders didn't get it, like, yeah. they still had to do it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, um, but when they're doing this, uh, like, dialogue about the corn, um, the uh, they get a telegram that their mom's hospital wants them to call the doctor, which is not good. Even though she was getting better, which kind of like, it's like, oh. Um, so then Kanta goes to, uh, Kanta takes Satsuki to his uncle's house because they have a phone, I guess, the only phone in town. And uh, Mai follows them, even though like they, they said she shouldn't. And she gets separated and she runs into like a goat who tries to eat the corn, I'm pretty sure, or maybe does. Uh, Satsuki ends up talking to her dad and uh, tells him that he has to call the hospital. And uh, it, she was supposed to do a visit. Like, she was supposed to come home for, like, a couple days or something like that. But they said that the hospital said that there's it's been postponed um, because there was a setback in her treatment, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, Satsuki, like, is pretty upset. And she tells Mai. And then, like, they get into, like, a little argument. Because they're both like immature, you know what I mean? Like it's just what what's going on. Like Satsuki's trying to be like, you know, like she's upset, but she's trying to be nice to Mai, and Mai is like a baby, so yeah. she's literally just acting like a baby. And they get into a pretty, uh, it's you know, it's upset and fight, and then Mai cries and walks away. Um, so then they go back to their house, um, and the girls are in different parts of the house because they don't want to like be bothered. And Satsuki is helping Granny fold uh, with the laundry. And uh, Granny's kind of like, yeah, your mom will be home next Saturday. <laughs> and Satsuki's like, yeah, but honestly, we get the same bad news each time. And I get really upset because, like, she – and then she starts to cry. And she's, like, upset that, like, her mom will die and then she'll have to, like, see her sister upset, which is – uh Very mature. Yeah, and it's also, like – it's like that's double layer, you know what I mean? Because like she's gonna be upset that she's worried about her sister being upset. It's yeah. like, oh man. Um. So then, Mai catches this like in the background, and then she decides that she's gonna walk to the hospital and bring the corn to her mom. Very three year old move. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. <clears throat> sorry. So Sasuke, like, gets a little worried when she realizes that Mai isn't there. And she starts to get all the neighbors to look for her. And they're, like, she's asking everybody, hey, have you seen my sister? Hey, have you seen my sister? Um, there's even a part where, like, they find a shoe in the rice fields. And they're, like, really worried that it's uh, Mai's shoe. And Sasuke runs all the way back there. And then she gets there. And she's, like, it's not her shoe. Yeah. And everybody was like, yeah, it's another little girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares about her? It's not mine. <laughs> they really made that ominous. Like, that was a good, uh, like, bait and switch, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so random because this movie's not like that at all. And then all of a sudden, they're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, my God, is she dead? And then it's yeah. like, nope. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so then um, they're, like, uh, they're pretty shocked because, like, um, like the hospital's three hours away and she walked there by herself. <laughs> so it's it's getting dark and Satsuki's worried and the dad's nowhere to be found as always, you know. And uh, the, the neighbors are pretty worried too. And uh, Satsuki like returns to the camphor tree um, where... Um, Totoro? Uh, yeah, where they met Totoro the first time where Mai met him and she starts like begging Totoro to uh, come help. 
And then uh, this thing says, delighted to be of assistance, he summons the cat bus, <laughs> which he carries her to where the lost Mai sits. Which uh, the cat bus is, um, oh my God, I'm sorry. The cat bus is like a pretty good, um, like hilarious thing that randomly shows up. Like every time it shows up, I feel like it's like when you get the star in Mario. Uh, yeah. It's like, all right, it's the cat bus. <laughs> like, let's go. <laughs> um. So, yeah, they get on the cat bus, and then the cat bus brings them over to the hospital, basically. And then they're sitting in the tree watching their parents talk about yeah. uh, what's going on. And um, there's, like, a little dialogue here in this thing. It says, uh, I'm sorry. It's just a little cold, and the hospital has to go and send a telegram. The kids are sure to be worried. They shouldn't have done it. And the dad's like, well, the kids will be relieved when they're here. <laughs> I hope they're both home. You know, like, he doesn't even fucking know. We've all come this far. Our good times are just put off for a little while. That's all. She goes, those kids have so much to put up with. Sasuke is such a sensitive child. I feel sorry for her. (laughs) He goes, you're right. (laughs) Yeah, and then she's like, I'm going to spoil them, whatever. So um, it kind of like... uh, It kind of like makes them feel better. And then also they leave uh, the corn by the window, which Mm -hmm. is like a nice little like, okay, hopefully she gets better. Um. So then they leave, they go back in the cat bus, and the cat bus brings them home. And uh, it drops them off, and they're all like, thank God Mai's back. We won't question it twice. (laughs) How'd you guys find her and get back? Who cares? (laughs) You know, as we go through this, I'm realizing, like, it's kind of... Is it possible that it was approached as, like, just a bunch of vignettes strung together, like... I think that, like, this movie was made after, like, a book about Totoro or something like that. Uh-huh. So, a lot of the times they'll take... It's like a children's book. Because it almost feels like each scene could be... Could stand alone. Like, could be a scene unto itself mm-hmm. without the rest of the film and still have profundity and lessons and... You know when you read, like, one of those, like, children books that are, like, made of complete cardboard and it's, like, six pages? Yeah, I yeah. think it was something like that. So, yeah. they took, like, the little things, like, it's, like... Totoro appears. Totoro helps the tree grow. Totoro this, you know what I mean? And then like the like, narrative is less important than the individual moments. Mm-hmm. Like exactly, and that kind of does. That is what childhood is because, like when you, when you're older, you only retain those like little bursts of mm-hmm. of memories, probably out of chronological order and yeah. stuff like. And it's also, like, uh, it's slice of life a little bit, you know? Like, even though this is yeah, kind of, yeah, like, drama, yeah. but, no. like, there's, a t- there's like, an anime genre called, like, slice of life where uh-huh. they kind of, like, you're just there for the ride. You right. Know? Which yeah. I honestly love those. They're uh-huh. always kind of the best. There's another movie I think we reviewed also on this podcast. I, I forget what it's called, but it's another Ghibli movie where it's, like, slice of life about this lady who grew up... Um, in the country and then eventually she's like 25 or she's 27 actually and she moves to the city but when she's 27 she goes to like even like more country than what she grew up on and like works on the rice fields with them uh-huh. and she's kind of having like the whole movie is like showing different things that happened to her childhood that got her to that moment mm-hmm. and like nothing resolves really right. but it's just like a th- two or three hour movie of all these like little like pretty aggressive and like sad moments but it ultimately like I liked it even though there was no like through plot you know uh-huh. Um, but just to finish this up really quick, um, when they get home, granny's happy. Everybody's happy. Kanta's like, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, after that we get like the song, which the song was like a little obnoxious, but I guess in the eighties it was like, all right, kid movie. We'll make a song that's like, dum, bum, ba, dum. Again, though, if it's just vignettes, like it could just come out like that. Yeah. I I don't think that it was like that way. Like split up, like, like that, then. That that there doesn't have to be that much consistency between the worlds of each scene. Like sure, you can look at it kind of like a play. Singing. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like where they go, like okay, scene change or whatever. But I think it was more. It was definitely supposed to be taken as like a full thing. But there's yeah. definitely like five different like climax moments. Yeah. Like there's no like through plot of like okay, we're reaching the middle. There's like an overall thing of that, and then there's like five mini ones like throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Um, and then. Uh, so at the end, her mom actually comes home, and then they play with the other children. And uh, Totoro and his friends are like sitting there watching from far away, and it pre- it pretty much ends there. But I think that uh, this movie, like, it's definitely like a good like if you don't like anime to kind of watch it first. Even though like the plot is like 
it's just a heart wrenching movie. You know what I mean? Like if you if you can like feel empathy or like relate to what's going on in the movie, like it, it's a good movie to start with because like all the movies get like more dramatic emotionally mm-hmm. and more dramatic like content wise. See, the only thing that I would contend against that is that since it's so basic uh, and like uh, almost like, you know, uh, foundational, I guess, um, so much of it has been copied and repackaged in other things that I've seen having no exposure to manga or anime. And... um, and so that kind of, I was like, after we watched it, I was kind of thinking like, actually, he probably should have started me with the most intense, crazy, <laughs> like, you know, have to wrap your mind around stuff. Maybe like, we'll come back in a few episodes and we'll yeah. watch like Akira or something. <laughs> Sounds cool to me. Um, well, this is also the shortest one, so I figured it's like a digestible one. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is more like this introduces you to the genre in a way that you can like uh digest as like, i'm also myself a completionist too so i would if i was watching akira i would be thinking i should have watched these basic fundamental ones first <laughs> you know like the, well you can't be a completionist with manga because everybody's on their own individual manga journey well i'm not good at being a completionist <laughs> i just like to be pointed in that direction i'm an incompletionist <laughs> i like to not complete things um i like in this movie like a we we basically talk about like what we like at the end also so i like in this movie that like Sasuke is a great character i do think that she like plays a lot of good roles like she reminds me of myself because i'm the older sibling like uh you're the older sibling likewise too, right? and so, the, yeah yeah be, having to be the one to like that conundrum you talked about about how she was like seemingly more concerned with how her sister would deal yeah. with the, like that's how I had to be I was the oldest in my generation yeah exactly like, it's yeah. it's tough because you're like a mini adult like when you're the first child you're raised a certain way first of all like yeah. every other like I always see memes about it like there was this uh part in Nate Bargatze's special where he was like talking about his little sister she's like he, she's 10 years younger than me she was apparently raised by her friends. Like, <laughs> like, you know, she's allowed to do all this crazy yeah, shit. My little sister's 11 years younger than me. Yeah. And the way we were raised is night and day. Yeah, like, it's, it's exactly. It's, it's crazy. our job to break our parents down like, and then like, clear the way. Yeah, but but in a way, though, like your parents like trust you to be like an extension of them. Oh, and yeah, the way that yeah. Satsuki is like in this movie, it's depth. Like her dad is absent. Like yeah, yeah. she's the parent yeah, here for my. Yeah. And even like my like you said she's like DW or something like that like mm-hmm. she's a they're two really good personalities in little kids which yeah. is hard you know yeah and then like but realistic like you there are kids like that yeah like, you know exactly so then um so then we uh and also the setting of like being close to the city like there's a lot of movies like there's this movie called Your Name where um essentially not to spoil the the plot line but like there's two characters that switch bodies mm-hmm. this is very early in the movie uh skip it if you guys want but um two characters that switch bodies and one's a girl in the country and one's a guy in the city and when they switch bodies it's the same time for them essentially as far as we understand and when they switch bodies they're like whoa this is different like everybody in the country like makes himself look really nice every day and they go to school and they do their little jobs or whatever. And then like the guy in the city, he like goes to his like bakery job every day and he hangs out with his friends at the cafe, you know, like it's very different. So it's cool that like this dad was like, you know what? Like we need to move closer to the hospital. And also it'd probably be a good opportunity to get my kids to like live a real life. Yeah. This is almost like uh, taking TikTok away right now. You know? Right, right. <laughs> that is what it seemed like. Like, uh, yeah, get get the get the kids this experience of exploring. It's like he knew that they were gonna meet Totoro out there. Yeah, like. exactly. This this dad, I don't know. <laughs> um, and I. So, what what do you think your favorite part of like the movie was? Like, if I know favorite part's a weird thing, but you know, like no, the, the my biggest takeaway, I guess. Or, yeah. Um, your overall thought, I guess. Well, I I lo- I enjoyed the uh, way that it reminded me of Pokemon, I guess, like, <laughs> yeah. the aesthetics, the mm-hmm. music was awesome. Yeah, very good the, music. The, um, like, blotted out um, nature was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, 
What's nice about this too is since I mean, of course, it's been remastered, but since 1988, it's like the old drawing, like physically drawn style of of animation, not right. like digital drawing. So this is all like preconceived as drawings or paintings and stuff, and like the way it looks is really nice. Yeah, the way the animation flows, I agree with that. Yeah, I also just like um like specific parts. I really like that part where uh they make the tree grow. Because it's kind of like these kids are like, oh, my God, like my life sucks right now. And then Totoro is just like, all right, you guys help me. I'll help you. Mm -hmm. And it's like a weird exchange. It's like the whole movie. They're like going back and forth, like helping him. Then he helps them, gives them the seeds. They plant them. He helps them grow. You know, like it's it's an interesting um, back and forth. But I will say um, this is not my favorite one of these Ghibli movies. Like I think we've done like four or five. And I, I still rank Nausicaa pretty high up. So check out that one. <laughs> I'm like, we reviewed it, but check it out again. <laughs> um, all right. So is there any more thoughts that you have about the movie or you think that's pretty much it? Um, no, I, it, it was just, uh, I think I appreciated the nebulousness of it because like I'm so used to watching cartoons like as a kid it, everything was so cut and dry mm-hmm. kind of, and so obvious and it's and not it, comedy too it, yeah. it's like it's like actual drama like it's not like drama written on a Nickelodeon show right you know like Rocco's Modern Life or something <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Love, and but. like it's it okay so to me overall the way it plays out it, it feels like a child's dream like, um, like, like the writer actually had a dream or remembered a dream, a set, a series of dreams from childhood mm-hmm. and like strung them together. Like, yeah. uh, especially in the scene where they're, they brought their mom the corn and then they're watching from yeah. the window. Like, I feel like I've, that's such a dreamlike state to mm-hmm. be like in there but not there and like yeah i like how they blend it between reality because they give them the core and it's like where'd this come from it's like i don't know and then the mom kind of figures out that it was them yeah like japanese people are just down with magic happening (laughs) (laughs) like of course this has to be my kid even though they're three hours away how could they even get here (laughs) the dad's like uh there might have been a certain feline bus (laughs) (laughs) yeah and like um yeah i like leaving it um like I'm sure that it's been explained by the mm-hmm. people that created it, but I like that I don't like you know that it was nebulous and dreamlike. yeah, that's up to interpretation basically. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot of these movies. Like there, there is definitely like almost always like an overarching thing of um, uh, climate uh, change and like preserving the environment. That's always a message in these movies, which it's like. Here it's like front and center. I've seen that in Korean movies too. Listen, we got to save the environment. <laughs> they know. Uh, they're like, listen, we know China is messing it up, so <laughs> we're gonna do our. They're best. all like jabs at China. Like <laughs> yeah, every yeah. every piece of art, it's like. <laughs> yeah, there's. It's funny because in like every language, there's their own their own version. I mean, I'm sorry, every Asian like language, there's their own version of manga, and like China's. I don't know if it's China or Korea. It's called manhwa. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like they just changed the word slightly, uh-huh. but. Um, all right, yeah, I, I like this movie. I think uh, check it out if you if you haven't seen it, and if you listen to this whole thing and you haven't seen it, you're probably like you shouldn't check it out. I told you everything that happened, but um, <laughs> so uh, the way me and Dino know each other to begin with is uh, music essentially, and also our bands, which I've talked about Super Future on here before. Your band's Curious Volume, right? Yeah. Um, what's your Instagram and like everything? Dino D N O seven one eight. But uh, Curious Volume's Instagram. Curious Volume is Curious underscore volume. Yes. We're underscore gang here. Don't worry. We always we all have underscores. But um, So we're playing a show together uh, April 22nd at Rockwood Music Hall in the city. I think it starts like – I would say come at 9 if you're going to come. Um, and just check out both of our bands. Like Dino's band is fucking awesome. And uh, our, my band's putting out new shit all the time. Check them out. Um, if you want to – like he said, if you want to follow him, is uh, you said Dino seven one eight, right? That's all your yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. And um, if you want to follow me on uh, Twitter, I'm Justin underscore Legends. Um, Chris will be back on like the uh regular episodes, and even like eventually we're gonna do some of the episodes with him like this. It's just he has school right now, so we can't really work out the schedule. 
but um follow him at chrissy underscore bracelets on instagram follow us the podcast on uh instagram and twitter at snack underscore bar um <laughs> of course it cuts out there uh, at snack underscore bar <laughs> snack underscore bar underscore pod okay um and yeah leave us some feedback i know you guys are listening i see the numbers can you just leave us some feedback please I, i'm begging you you okay. listen to this far come <laughs> yeah, on exactly and they i've seen some listen this far anyway. <laughs> i'm talking to myself too we got to do plugs in the middle actually i should have learned that too from real podcast but anyway uh thanks for listening and uh we'll talk to you guys next time Ew. all i can do for my brain right